0: All right. Welcome back to Overcome Babylon. I'm your brother, Abraham, as always. Thank you for being here. This is an emergency live, emergency live. I feel like the information here is extremely important to just put out there. Okay. It could be 100% correct. It could be wrong. It could be partially correct, but I've been wanting to go live a few times this week and I just have not had the time Now it's Shabbat, Shabbat Shalom to everybody worldwide, right? Wherever you may be, in the comfort of your home, wherever you may be, Yeshua bless you and be with you. I've been wanting to go live to talk about this topic today (laughs) all week long, and I just have not had time, Uh, but this is so urgent. Let's take a look at it here on screen. The 1,335 day prophecy of Daniel chapter 12, verse 12. Daniel 12.12, 12. let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I think we have some new insights to talk about here. This is pretty heavy. With what's going on in the Middle East right now, this is so important for us to understand. That's why I'm up late. That's why, by God's grace, we're still here. We're doing this, guys. So Shabbat Shalom to all you guys. Thank you for being here. Let's go, let's go man. Shabbat Shalom. Uh, we're going to go live later, uh, later anyway, uh, tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? It's tomorrow anyway in the Hebrew. But anyway, anyway, we're going to go live again. Uh, in a, in a few hours, uh, we're gonna take advantage of this Shabbat uh, together because I really think that things are about to go down. Let's talk about that. But real quick, for those if you're if you're new to the channel, welcome. Okay, you should know something about what's been happening here. It 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 really is a mir- miraculous what's happened here at Overcome Babylon because we predicted that there was going to be war in the Middle East. We predicted that Jerusalem would be surrounded by armies. This fall of 2023, we predicted a long time in advance that Jerusalem, and and people still don't understand this, but Jerusalem will fall. An Arab coalition of forces allied with the Chinese and Russians will take over Jerusalem and the United States. And some people still don't get that because, well, you know, it's a normalcy bias. Oh, America can never fall. Oh, Israel's so blessed. It's God's chosen people. But they misunderstood the prophecies. Again, what we've been able to understand here at Overcome Babylon is this. Daniel 9.23 says, consider the matter and understand the vision. We have understood the vision. We've been obedient to these words of Daniel 9.23. We've been obedient to these words of Daniel 9.25. Know therefore and understand. We've been obedient to those words. Those are commands that are given to us. But Daniel could not understand this prophecy. He tried, but he could not. And he said, go your way, Daniel. Go your way. It's sealed up until the time of the end. It's for those of us living in the last days, the 70th week of Daniel right now. We're living in it. And so rather than just guessing and constantly repeating the same old nonsense like most people do, that no man knows the day or the hour, well, we've understood The season. Yeah, we don't know the day and exact hour necessarily of major things that are about to happen, but we know the season. That's why when Yeshua says, when you see the abomination of desolation, this is what you're going to do. When you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then you know that the desolation, the abomination of desolation is near. And using the prophetic time clock of the Most High God, again, there's a link in the description, download Bible Prophecy Secrets for free we don't know how much longer we're going to have internet and uh, censorship free internet at that censorship free internet so buy the copy as well order a copy okay ships worldwide but we've understood yes the 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 desolation of jerusalem is supposed to happen in 2023 i was calling for september 22nd to be the, be the end all be all beginning and end but it's it's a little bit more complex than that i misunderstood that little part i thought there was going to be a hot war In Israel, that was over and done with on the 22nd nuclear uh, uh, abomination of desolation taking place. Okay, it's dragging on a little longer. Hamas is here. Hezbollah is here. Egypt is getting ready. Yemen is getting ready. Let's talk about all these things, right? Because what's about to happen is, we talked about this in a live recently, remember? There is a flying scroll that's going to come from the land of Shinar. When it is ready, it's going to be set up. In the land of Shinar, I've told you that was that's Iran, modern day Iran. and this is the curse. let's let's go up here. This is the curse that goes out over the whole face of the earth. These flying scrolls. They're missiles, they're nuclear weapons. They are abominations of desolation. It begins in Israel and then it goes throughout the whole face of the earth. That's precisely what we're about to talk about right here with March 11th, 2020 to begin the clock. You add 1,335 days, you get to November 6th. Well, okay, if that doesn't make any sense, again, it's all in here. This is actually what? Chapter 8 of the book. I talk about this specific thing of the November 6th prophecy. If, in fact, March 11th, 2020 is the correct starting point. I'm pretty sure it still is. I've had time to meditate and think about it. I still think that, that that was the beginning of the plan the lockdowns, the 5G, the whole nine yards, right? Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson, Johnson, all that stuff, right? I still think that that was the beginning of the clock. I have a lot of reasons. We've had so many overlapping data points. Neuralink, oh my goodness, there's so many things. There's so many things. I I could talk about so many things. I don't wanna drag it on. We're in a super cycle right now. There's been many super cycles in, in recent history uh the bitcoin the top of cryptocurrency peaked in the super cycle in 2021 they're really important right now the midpoint literally is right now in israel because it's the 21st here in north america for some of us if you're pacific time depends where you are but the, the next day hasn't started yet but we're in the middle of the super cycle a solar eclipse and a partial lunar eclipse uh they're both partial and we're in the middle of this now we're in the middle a midpoint of a super cycle if that doesn't make sense again check out what we talked about last week uh we did a whole deep dive on this like the super cycle the war super cycle of world war three if the flying scroll stuff doesn't make sense why are you saying that the bible talks about nuclear missiles i've never heard anybody talk about this go check out this live that we did at the very end at the very end at the very beginning of this one very end of this one you'll get all the intel that you need to make informed decisions okay um, So with regards to back, let's just go back to this, November 6th. So from the midpoint here, here's a likely scenario of what could happen. Let me just lay it out right from the top of this live. And then we're going to go through some news and see like, yeah, this, this is very possible. It's likely it's possible. Sometime today in Israel, we could see Iran preemptively strike. Uh, Jerusalem, Israel with nuclear weapons or a nuclear weapon or some kind of combination of big time heavy duty artillery, uh, ICBMs, whatever they've got. We could see Israel really get hit this Saturday, like now, anytime right now. It's the middle of the cycle, which would make sense. We were told some very specific things, right? When you see the abomination of desolation, you got to run to the mountains, start running, running, running. By the way, make sure you have a prayer life that's really fruitful because you don't want to be fleeing on the winter or on the Sabbath. Well, guess what? The winter, there's only two seasons in the land of Israel. The winter already started and it's a Sabbath right now. So that's why I've been talking about lately. Hey, watch out for the Sabbath of fleeing. So what if, here's, here's what I'm going to present to you and we'll talk about it more. 21st of October is the Sabbath of fleeing. Israel gets hit with a nuclear weapon at some point. Before October 23rd, I'm thinking it'll be, the maybe could be today, the 21st, Israel gets hit with a nuclear weapon from Shinar, from Iran. The 23rd could be the day that the rest of the world reacts. I'm talking about North Korea, Russia, China, everybody else gets involved, and we have nuclear war on the 23rd. And then there's a two-week period of fallout that brings us to November 6th. Why do I say two weeks of fallout radiation? Well, we'll, we'll talk about that. Let's just, let's just get up to speed with what's going on in the news. Al Jazeera uh, is being banned in Israel, so obviously we want to start looking at Al Jazeera more now, right? Whatever the system, whatever the controlled media doesn't want us to know, well, we should take a look at Al Jazeera, right? And it's funny, um, you go over there and they have some pretty good stats and figures, Just because you look at alternative or different news sources than what's popular in the West doesn't mean you're a Hamas supporter. It doesn't mean anything weird. It just means that you have an open mind and you look at all angles of the of the propaganda, of of the news, whatever it is, right? So we look at some of those casualties, some of the statistics. What Al Jazeera has been saying is that, oh, by the way, that that hospital bombing that happened, yeah, Israel did that. And so that's why Israel reacted, like, oh, oh, we're shutting you down. You're so pro-Hamas. But anybody who's looked into this, let's just talk about it. There was a bombing in a hospital. It was a Baptist hospital in Gaza. It was the Israelis that did it. And that, in my opinion, that that happened earlier this week. That was enough to provoke everything that I'm talking about with nuclear confrontation. That alone is sufficient. Ever since then, we've had all kinds of troop movements and all kinds of stuff. But let's just I'm going to play this real quick. Just take a look at this. This is a Hananya Naftali. There's a tweet there that he took. Let me just rewind here again. There, so this is a government official or someone who is an influencer who is directly related, uh, deep, deeply tied with the Israeli government. Taking credit, the moment that the hospital in, in Gaza was bombed, this Baptist hospital, with, with 500 casualties, instant instant casualties taking place of mostly civilians, mostly children, mostly women, israel took credit for it right away but then they deleted the tweets this was one of the tweets that was deleted and so they took credit and they're like oh no no it, oh no we didn't do that you know that that wasn't oh that wasn't israel hamas had a, a failed rocket launch we're gonna analyze this a little bit because again war is full of disinformation let's just take a look at look at this real quick
1: he is a liar his uh spokesperson and digital spokesperson tweeted that Israel did the hit, thinking that there is around this hospital a base for Hamas, and then he deleted that tweet. We have a copy of that tweet, and Talal can share with you that tweet. Now they change the story to try to blame the Palestinians. It is a lie, and they The Israeli spokesperson of the army about a week ago made a statement in which he said, evacuate the hospitals, the hospitals are target. And in fact, they hit one hospital a week ago. So their their intentions is evacuate or hospitals will be hit and they are responsible for that crime and they cannot fabricate stories to deal with it.
0: There you go. So. Every Like, all countries have come out, right? Everybody's come out and said, dude, Israel, they did this. Like, the evidence is in. And so that's why you saw such an escalation this week. Forget about what your Western media sources are saying. Forget about all that paid opposite, that paid controlled narrative, right? Everybody knows, if you just look at some of the evidence here, that this is just some commentary, just some opinion piece here on uh, Quora.com. But just take a look at this. Let's look at the facts. The heaviest rocket that Hamas fired was a Qassam 3 with a 20-kilogram warhead. These rockets, uh, uh, they're not guided. They use contact fuses. They don't detonate in the air. This one did. The one that was fired at this hospital detonated in the air. The crater is too small to be from a 20-kilogram warhead. The damage to the hospital complex is too heavy to be done by a 20-kilogram warhead. The shrapnel found on the roof buildings Uh, next to the hospital is inconsistent with a 20 kilogram detonation at ground level so basically you know the types of weapons that hamas has been using they're just they're just not that heavy duty they're not what was witnessed there at the hospital let's just take a look at the crater it's small there's other things you can look at too this is what a photograph of a thousand warhead a thousand kilogram warhead delivered by a tomahawk cruise missile inside a a target inside syria during allied airstrikes so that's a That's the kind of explosion we're looking at. And of course, when you look at a JDAM, again, I'm not a a military technology uh, person. This isn't my forte, but it's pretty easy to understand. The type of explosion that happened in that Gaza hospital that caused a tremendous uproar, riots in the Middle East, riots everywhere in US embassies, uh, bases are being attacked, United States bases abroad are being attacked. What spurred all of it is the fact that yeah, it's really only uh, American style weapons that have been deployed and given to Israel that can do that kind of a damage. A thousand or two thousand pound warhead called a JDAM. That's what it looks like. And uh, basically what what this person is saying is, yeah, it, it was burst in the air. The shockwave hit the hospital from a, probably a 45 degree angle and this type of weapon can cause the type of like casualties over 500 people in one blast to be killed and it's it's just something that's been supplied to israel by the united states it's just it's just a fact i mean it doesn't take too much research to kind of look at that it's just got to get the got to get the noise out of your head from all the bias in, in the western media industrial complex and so the rhetoric is heating up. Like I just said, it, it is hot right now. It is so hot. Uh, Israel's military, the Israeli military has green light to launch ground invasion of Gaza as U.S. weapons arrive. Uh, the country's economy minister says this is from Thursday, October 19th. So they've already had the green light. Obviously, they're kind of waiting. Like it, it, Everything's kind of like at a standoff. Everybody's just kind of kind of feeling each other up like in a boxing match, right? They're kind of like, you know, just trading a little bit of blows, seeing, you know, who's going to make the wrong move so that they can get the knockout punch, the haymaker right to the jaw and just, you know, knock the other opponent out. This is really what's going on in my view. You just have a standoff situation happening. But Israel is ready on October 19th. They said, hey, we have the green light on October 19th. Also, there's a worldwide Uh, uh, travel restrictions from the united states not restrictions but they're just saying from travel.state.gov official website Uh, due to increased tensions in various locations around the world the potential for terrorist attacks demonstrations or violent actions against u.s citizens and interests the department of state advises u.s citizens overseas to exercise increased caution So it's basically an international travel warning, like watch out. Uh, The world basically is uprising against the United States because they're supplying Israel and Israel is literally bombing hospitals. Okay. So this is a problem. Uh, U.S. troops attacked in Iraq. This happened also on Thursday, Syria, and on alert for more strikes. We're getting basically the United States is under attack. Uh, Everybody's tired of the western dominance basically asking the questions what are you doing in our country the united states is very distracted as i pointed out in a recent video nato and basically nato and the u.s have reached the bottom of of weapons stockpiles they're out of weapons they're out of you know they're running out of things because they've depleted everything in ukraine and now you basically have the u.s being directly involved with protecting israel with these different carriers and different you know uh navy groups so yemen fired some missiles uss carney intercepted those let's go look at the article here us navy warship shoots down missiles heading potentially towards israel okay and it was drones too like how (laughs) how provocative is that that they're shooting down yemenese uh drones and missiles and it, like, what what are they gonna do when Russia's try, you know sending stuff? Or it's just getting crazy, right? It's getting absolutely nuts. And so this all fits into the prophecy. This all fits into everything. The the escalation. It it's a uh, how would you say? It's a standoff right now. Everybody's feeling each other up, basically like a boxing match, trying to figure out where any weaknesses are. This is gonna get out of hand fast. I've already I've already mentioned that this is gonna be over and it's gonna be over quickly. Um, you know, some people inside the, the the different news sources in Israel are like, oh, this is gonna be a long war, but we're gonna win. Oh, it's gonna be a long war. It'll be long and drawn out, but we're gonna win it eventually, but they don't realize the prophecy. When Jerusalem is surrounded by armies, the desolation is so near, so near. And now l- listen to this is somebody, what's his name here? I'm trying to find his name. His name is Amir. Weitman, listen to what this guy is saying. He's a he's actually an a, a Israeli official. And look at the rhetoric; like they're so brazen. Listen to what this Israeli official is saying on RT while he's being interviewed. He has like this off, off the cuff, crazy moment. It's back that I understand you are under Russian payroll, and I understand this is a Russian propaganda, but you have
1: to be very careful, because let me tell you, we're going to finish this war. We're going to win because we're stronger. After this, Russia will pay the price. Believe me, Russia will, Russia pay, will pay the, the price. price. Russia is supporting the enemies of Israel. Russia is supporting Nazi people who want to commit genocide on us, and just Russia will pay the price. Russia also... Now, let me listen to me very carefully. We are going to finish with these Nazis. We're going to win this war. It's going to take the time. It's going to go, take, but we're going to win this war.
0: So so they're brazen, right? Israel basically thinks that they can't lose. Uh, uh, they feel like they're invincible. It, it, think about it. You have an Israeli official threatening Russia. Between the United States and Russia, they have like 93, 94% of the entire nuclear stockpile in the entire world. And you just have this tiny little country in the Middle East threatening Russia. It's just, it's just, it's just out of control. Nuts. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, They're just off uh, unhinged. Like this is crazy. You don't, there's, there's just no diplomacy. You see where this is going? This is going, no, this is going to hell fast. This is going to hell quickly. So the question is, when? When do the nukes drop? When do the bombs drop? This really the only question we should be asking. There's no diplomacy. There's no de-arming, de-escalation. There's no truce. There's no peace treaties. There's no nothing. The only question that really we need to ask ourselves at this point is, uh, what, what should we be putting inside of our fallout shelters, basically? fallout shelters. And why am I saying two weeks of fallout? By the way, this is an example fallout shelter from a 1957 government guidebook stocked with a 14-day shelter food supply, which may be stored indefinitely, right? Like it's all black and white. You can see there's some Campbell soups in there Uh, (laughs) because obviously during Cold War days and everything else, uh, fallout shelters were more normal. People would prepare for basically in the inevitable well that generation didn't know when we we should know more than any other generation that nuclear war is here it's just a matter of when not if but when Uh, and i've looked so what i did for you and why i'm I'm going live is because i i went through a bunch of handbooks and guidebooks and documents from the government united states government i went through this one called planning guidance for response to a nuclear detonation i went through this one uh uh this is from oh dhs department of homeland security uh nuclear attack what ha- what do you do in the event of a nuclear attack i went through that for you i went through of course fema be prepared for a nuclear explosion and it's like you know there's some really uh really uh comical advice in here you know as if just laying on the ground flat is going to save you right it's just so ridiculous some of the stuff that's in here but in the midst of all the noise in the midst of all the noise i found something you know, secret, which is why I kind of gave the title of this video, you know, secret. It's a little bit of a secret. In fact, are you excited? This is a declassified document. It was declassified in 2016, and it used to be, it used to be top secret. Look at that. Top secret. So we've all heard this. We've all, we've all heard this type of rhetoric, like, oh, two weeks, two weeks, you know, Fallout would be around for two weeks. Oh, you know, you really got to watch out for two weeks of fallout. Well, I found, I really did find some legit sources that talk about this. Let's look at this particular document. Oh, by the way, the name of the document is Deterrence Nuclear Strategy and Post Attack Environment, dated June 22nd, 1981, uh, for the Secretary of Defense, top secret report so let's take a look at uh in this report it says radioactive fallout resulting primarily from surface burst weapons used in attack on hard targets will influence the conduct of a protracted war significantly particularly during the first two weeks a hyperten percentage of the u.s population in order to survive or avoid serious illness will have to seek out and remain in radiation shelters The extent which the requirement to use protective shelters will initially uh, immobilize large areas of both nations and restrict military operations is a significant limiting factor in the post-attack environment. It basically goes on to say, yeah, two weeks, those first two weeks. So that's, you know, this idea, even in this is kind of an older document, right? But even in modern literature and everything related to nuclear war it's a two-week it's a two-week thing okay it just is uh the nuclear war will be quick it'll be fast it'll be devastating it'll be ugly it'll be over and there will be a two-week period of time where the dust is literally settling that fallout nuclear dust debris radioactive particles in the atmosphere clouds of dust uh clouds carrying uh, even rainwater with fallout in it, all kinds of stuff is going to, because if you, if you detonate hundreds of these things, they're going to form clouds. They're going to change. They're going to alter the weather pattern a little bit. They're going to cause some, some problems. I don't believe in the, in the whole nuclear winter I th- thing that Hollywood portrays because it, it can't be true because in revelation, it says that there's going to be a 200 million man army crossing the Euphrates. It talks about a greater Exodus, a regathering of God's people So there can't be this false idea of a total nuclear winter where the whole world goes to hell and never recovers. And and it's just not, that's not what the Bible is showing us. What the Bible is showing us is that there is a great tribulation. It happens after the abomination of desolation, which has not happened yet. We're still waiting to see it in Jerusalem. And then we have a two-week period of fallout. Let's go take a look at what Daniel twelve says. Again, from the time that the daily is taken away and the abomination of desolation is set up, one thousand two hundred ninety days. Again, that 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 will make a ton of sense if you just download the book, get a copy of the book, and go through this. It'll make so, so much sense. Speed read the first six chapters. You got that dialed in, no problem. Daily life was altered on March eleventh, twenty twenty, beginning with the. A uh, declaration of a worldwide plan to lock you up, shut you up if you if you disagree and, and make you stand six feet apart and line away from people and all kinds of stuff, right? All kinds of stuff that was nonsensical and changed our entire daily life, including the shutting down of churches, including the taking away of the prayers of people. They couldn't even get together for church services and all that. That started on March 11, 2020. The whole entire paradigm shifted. And, well, 1,290 days later, that brings us to September 22nd, 2023, which is why I kept talking about watch out for September 22nd, 2023. Well, I misunderstood the setup. It's just the setup. But then it says, and I think this is the clue now. I think this is the clue. Now that we're here, blessed is he who waits and arrives to. That's what the Hebrew word means there. To come to, arrive to, to reach, to grasp, to, to catch. The 1,335 days. If you add 1,335 days to March 11, 2020, the beginning of the plan, the middle of the week, the 70th week of Daniel, the exact middle was the year 2020, boom, November 6th. November 6th, 1,335, you get November 6th. So the question is, and what I'm presenting is, what if we're supposed to be watching, being very, very careful? I don't recommend traveling. I don't I don't recommend going abroad. I don't recommend I don't recommend doing anything uh out of the ordinary. Maybe even going to town an hour or two away is really not a good idea in the next few days. Because if something kicks off, if something kicks off this Shabbat, watch out that if something really big happens where there is a massive escalation and if we are correct about march 11 2020 which i i still think we are i don't i don't think we're wrong then that means that november 6th october 23rd to november 6th monday to monday let me show it to you in a calendar we're looking at two weeks Of fallout radiation, possibly this could be what we were being warned about in Daniel's prophecy from the 23rd to the 30th to the 6th. That's two weeks of fallout, shelter in place, lockdowns. The entire world will change. Great tribulation will be taking place sometime, possibly Monday, maybe even Sunday. But Great Tribulation could be this week. Again, I'd rather put a video out there like this. I and if you know if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But hey, at least we you know we're 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 talking about this. We're having this conversation. We're discussing because this these prophecies aren't just head knowledge stuff to just be tucked away in our Bibles. And you know maybe somebody who's a theologian or a PhD will come by and explain it to us someday. But it's meant to be a, a widely understood. It's meant to be widely uh, practiced. The Bible is, and prophecies like this one are meant to be heeded to. We're meant to take them seriously and watch out. <sighs> two weeks. Again, so many sources say this. So many different people online, no matter where I go, two weeks is what you got to watch out for. So with that being said, October 23rd, and November 6th, two weeks of fallout. Uh, this, this brings to mind a few verses that I didn't bring up, uh, but one of them is Isaiah. It talks about enter your chambers. You remember that verse? I've shared that with you quite a few times on live. Enter into your chambers, my people. Perhaps this is what it's talking about. Maybe, maybe this was a direct, uh, uh understanding that was meant to be for us right now. And I posted this in the Telegram around September 22nd. I was like, guys, watch out! Watch out! I rather, I'd rather warn in advance than not warn at all or be too scared to warn because of some kind of perfectionism or some kind of a you know some people have this perfectionism complex like oh i can't i can't give someone a a fair warning or uh how should we say like what are we doing tonight right we're basically speculating we're basically uh biblically speculating we're becoming biblical conspiracy theorists right What kind of a conspiracy is being cooked up right now on the world stage? Well, it sure looks like Iran's pissed off. It sure looks like Russia is getting taunted by Israel. It sure looks like a lot of provocation is going on. I didn't even scratch the surface with the news tonight. Come, my people, enter your chambers, shut your doors behind you, hide yourself, as it were, for a little moment. Hmm. Two weeks? It's not that long. A little moment until the indignation is past. For behold, Yehovah comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth will also disclose her blood and will no more cover her slain. Hmm. That sounds awfully familiar. What we just read there, it sounds awfully familiar. Yehovah comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. That little phrase right there, it sounds exactly what I'm saying here. Zechariah 5.3 this is the curse that goes out over the face of the whole earth every thief shall be expelled according to this side of the scroll and every perjurer shall be expelled according to that side of it i will send the curse says yehovah of hosts it shall enter the house of the thief and the house of one who swears falsely by my name it shall remain in the midst of the house and consume it with its timber and its stones that is very reminiscent of what happens In nuclear blast zones, which means, and again, if you're not familiar with what nuclear war really is, in nuclear war, the different nations that are against each other and opposition to each other, they take out yes, primarily 100%. They want to go after all those military targets, silos, bases, different types of naval bases, uh, different types of bases all over the place that first and foremost have nuclear capability. And then, of course, any secondary targets that have to do with military intelligence, military, military, but they attack economic centers. They, ta- they attack the biggest cities. Why? At least that's the plan. Attack at least the biggest economic centers, New York City, Houston, whatever, like whatever. Just pick Chicago, like pick, pick the biggest cities you can possibly imagine in the United States are targets because any opposing force wants to cripple any resolve, any rebuilding process in the psyche they want to cripple and destroy the psyche of the warring country and they do that by attacking economic centers so when it says the timber and the stones of houses well last time i checked yeah that describes what's going on today pretty well houses are made of two by fours there's a bunch of stones for the foundation a nice slab of concrete oh and gypsum board And uh, drywall is literally stone as well. So this, you know, that's what's going to happen. Houses are going to be demolished by the curse of the fire inside of the flying scrolls that are covering the face of the earth. The only question is when. And so all I wanted to do is just come on live with you guys real quick and just share. Hey, man, watch out. This, This looks like it's it. Okay. This looks like it could be it. It could be. Okay. It could be. Shalom to you guys, Yeshua be with you. Don't have a spirit of fear. Power, love, and a sound mind. Power, love, and a sound mind. Power, love, and a sound mind is the inheritance. It's the portion. It is our bread of the servants of the Most High God. Power, love, and a sound mind. Not fear, not anxiety. He who fears has not been made perfect in love. Okay, but you got to be made perfect in God's love. Fear, fear comes because of punishment, because of fear of punishment. But if we're children of God and we have understood his perfect love, out of which the heart overflows with gratitude to do good works, to love other people, to keep Torah, to keep the things that he said keep holy, out of a heart of gratitude, not performance, if we've been perfected in his love, then we shouldn't be afraid of punishment. And that's why he says, enter into your chambers, my people. And just as it were, for a little moment, until the indignation is past, Isaiah 26, 20, make that your meditation guys. Thank you so much. Shalom to you. I'll see you, you know, in a few hours. Uh, and we'll be live again with more, uh, analysis, more, more prophecy, more Torah, more truth, more, hopefully by God's grace, we can look at some more things and hopefully we don't wake up, you know, for those of us who are North America, South America, uh, uh, in the Western hemisphere, hopefully we don't wake up to a, to a different planet. (laughs) So Shalom to you guys. I haven't really been checking comments, guys. Um, Yeah, cover your home with the blood of Christ. I love that. Thank you, Fred. Oh, my goodness. Shalom to you guys, man. Shalom. And I will catch you very, very soon. Thank you for being here. Everybody who's here live, thank you for being here. Uh, Grace and peace. Grace and peace. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right. I'll see you guys soon. Okay, be blessed in the name of Yeshua. I'll see you soon. you